Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mysterious AF. I am your host, Charles, and I am joined by the ever-so-lovely Celesta. Aw, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and this week, we are going to be talking about Dogman. And this episode is actually going to be a little bit different. We watched a YouTube interview, uh, not a documentary this time. Because there really aren't any documentaries Yeah, on Dogman. Um, so... If someone's listening who knows Vic Cundiff, we're waiting for your documentary to come out. Yes. Um, because actually the interview tonight or that we listened to was with Vic Cundiff. He was interviewed by Brenton Salwin of the Brenton Salwin channel. Vic is a, the leading expert mm-hmm. on Dogman. And this, the title of this was Dogman, the Six Known Types. And I think there was extra information, but that was yeah. the main point of it. Published June 20th, 2015. Um, So we're just kind of going to be breaking down this interview, giving our thoughts. Celesta knows some about the dog man. (laughs) I hadn't heard about dog man before this. So uh, this is our first foray into this. So take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This, I think dog man is one of my favorite, the favorite cryptid. I and I'm always hesitant because I don't want you guys to judge me, but I don't, I, I want it to be real. I've never seen one. But she's a believer. I am a believer. Which is fine, which is great. Mostly just because I, I want, I want it to be real. Because it's the scariest thing ever to me. Well, I mean. Which you're... I don't, why would I want it to be real then? I don't know. But your road trip sounds like the perfect yes. opportunity I'm to going on a road trip. Yeah, just gonna walk the woods alone. <laughs> Perfectly safe. See what happens. <laughs> Please wear some bright reflective gear. Nope. So no one shoots at you. Nope. Um, I'm just gonna go in. I'm gonna put a dog mask on and just go for it and see what happens. Maybe yeah. Maybe they will think you're one of them maybe. and not savagely tear you apart and eat you <laughs> or whatever they do. Yeah, whatever they do. <laughs> so, so hopefully the show does not go down to one host. Uh, but yeah, you could totally handle it though, Charles. I know you could. I mean, I did watch a lot of Buffy, so <laughs> come save me, Charles. Oh, you mean hosting by myself? Yes, or... hosting. By oh well, I don't think so. <laughs> but fighting the dog man, sure. Yeah, oh, that you can handle. I mean, you just follow my life's motto: "What would Buffy do?" and you'll be fine. Okay. That's good words to live by. <laughs> uh, so, so, I chose this video because, like, like we said, it had Vic in it, and Vic is Vic. Vic is what got me into Dogman. I guess I found his podcast through. I think it was the Whatcast. Actually, interviewed him once, and they're one of my other favorite paranormal um, podcasts. And I got sucked into all the stories. He interviews people. There are a ton of people. Some seem more credible than others, but gosh dang, there are some creepy-ass stories about Dogman that he covers and freaked me out. I guess I used to go to sleep listening to them, which is probably not the best idea, but Mm -hmm. I find them really entertaining, (laughs) really interesting and like I said, it really freaked me out. So I saw that Brenton interviewed him and I thought, hey, 
Let's go for it. And this way Charles could learn about the six different types of dog man. Yeah, uh, I've been dying to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I guess they kind of, Vic talks about himself. In 2008, he was the co-host of the radio show Campfire Shadows with Shane McMahon. Yep. Have you listened to that? I have not. No. I. You can find some online. Okay. My first question, though, was like, Shane McMahon, the like, Shane McMahon from WWE wrestling. You probably don't watch wrestling. Sure don't. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> my husband is a The sweaty giant... men in Speedos or yeah, whatever they I, were. I would think that'd be right up your alley, but I guess not. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> once you start, you can't stop. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, my don't need another addiction. <laughs> a big fan. And, you know, there's like Mr. McMahon who owns... The entire thing. And nope. his son is Shane. I thought his name was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the owner. I did know something about wrestling. Yes, there you go. <laughs> you got it. Uh, his son is Shane. So, so straight. <laughs> Such a bro. Vic couldn't couldn't remember this guy's name. And he's like, oh, wait, I think it's I think it's Sean McMahon. And I'm like, oh, you just totally screwed that up. Because you just picked a Sean out of nowhere. And it happened to be... You Shane. know, a wrestler. Or Shane, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it Shane or Sean? I wrote down Shane McMahon. Okay, And yeah. I think my okay. notes are flawless. Shane, I think Shane is. We'll have to I consult Googled with your it. husband. I Googled it. Ryan, please Ryan, correct us. We know right you now. will. <laughs> anyway, I thought he screwed that up, but then I Googled it and Shane McMahon was a regular person, not the wrestler. Yeah. So they started a show, but then Shane died, I guess. Oh, I did not know that. Didn't he uh, say he died? I did not have that written down. I just had it down that while Vic was working on the show, he they had guests that had pictures right. of Dogman, right. um, which was, and Vic was like, I was drawn like a moth to a flame, <laughs> which I was like, have you been drawn up? You're drawn into Dogman, or you just find these stories very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would say that. But you were drawn like a moth to the flame. I was drawn like a... I needed something to fall asleep by. Yeah. Dogman Radio was the way to go. So, question for the listeners. When you listen to this, please comment and tell us if there's been anything that's been super weird that you were drawn like a moth to the flame to. Whether it's a cryptid, an alien, a ghost story. If there's something that was just like, I feel a connection to this, please let us know what it is. Because... I mean, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a really... Something you become a little obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Obsessions are good as long as they're healthy obsessions. As long as you're not a serial killer. Right. Or obsessed like the movie um, with Beyonce. What? Yeah, Beyonce, it's like a modern, or it's like a retelling of Fatal Attraction, but mm. Ali Larder is stalking Beyonce's husband, and Beyonce is having none of it, and... Oh. Um, didn't win any Oscars, surprisingly, but <laughs> still a great watch if you need a good laugh. Anyway, I, di- I digress. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, you know what we skipped, though, that I wanted to mention was the intro to Brenton's YouTube video, mm-hmm. which, and he's got his own channel, so he's got a lot of videos, and he's got these just words that come on the screen that say mankind is being watched. I had that written down, okay. too. I'm sorry I skipped that. Oh, I can't believe you skipped that, Charles. <laughs> uh, mankind is being watched by supernatural beings who cross over sometimes 
And and then we get this Bible verse. From Proverbs. Proverbs. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. I was like, what? Yeah, so <laughs> I guess Britain's thing is he is investigating the supernatural with a biblical worldview. With a biblical worldview, And yeah. so I'm like, you, but you can't just like pick a Bible verse that kind of <laughs> sums up like what you're, tr- I don't know, to me. I, I was, okay, so I, I Googled it because that's what I do. I'm glad you did. I'm a Christian, so I was like, what is this man talking about? So another version of it says, and this makes much more sense. So what this verse apparently means is it is God's privilege to conceal things. And it's the king's privilege to discover them. So it's like a hide-and-seek game with God. I mean, I enjoyed hide-the-blocks when I was a child. My parents would hide blocks around the house and, like... (laughs) If I could find them, then I get a reward. How do we keep Charles busy for hours? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Charles, we're going to be in our bedroom. Hide, find the blocks. <laughs> They're not in our bedroom. Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Ew. Thanks, Lesta. <laughs> okay. Childhood anyway. destroyed. <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about what you actually see listening to this interview (laughs) yeah like we said it's not a documentary it's an interview but you do get to see brenton yeah sitting at his desk (laughs) talking to vic we don't get to see vic i have never seen no one has seen vic really you you haven't seen him nope he has a very charming voice my name is vic cundiff i got started in all this at an early age i've always been fascinated with things that go bump in the night you think it's charming? It, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Charlie from Charlie's Angels. Like, if he called me and was like, good morning, angels, I'd be like, oh, hello. Hello. Hey, Vic. Going to- I don't know. What do you think of his voice? Uh, it's very... It almost sounds AI-ish. Like... <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> I, I find know. robot voices charming. Mm. <laughs> it's a little bit of a fetish coming out. Oh, gosh. It's weird. I think it's weird. I think he seems like a nice guy. And I think on other interviews I've heard from his own show, he's just trying to keep it very professional and very just like, he's not trying to be outrageous. He's just trying to stick to the facts. And I think he's overcompensating by the way he talks. It's it's a little odd. Dog man this, dog man that. Well, maybe he has the phone voice. You know what I'm talking about, right? No. So I remember when I was growing up, my mom would be yelling at me, the phone would ring, and she like turned into a different person. Oh, yes. And growing up, if I was on the phone, people were always like, you always sound so professional, like you don't sound like yourself. <laughs> and I, I don't know, it's just because like you're holding the phone up, and ma- and that's just how I was raised, is like you yeah. speak in a more proper way when you're on the phone. And... I'll have to call you more. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start calling me, people. (laughs) I will reject your call. Oh, damn. (laughs) These are our fans, Charles. (laughs) I'll Skype with you or, like, Snapchat chat with you, but, like, I don't like holding the phone up to my ear. It's a lot of work, and it gets really hot. That's why I have my Bluetooth headset. It's a lot of work to make a phone call. It is. I prefer texting, personally. Anywho's. So, we see Brenton. He's probably... I'm... 
call him upper middle aged. I would say he's probably in his forties to early fifties. No. He's got a nice Christian T shirt on. Was it in? It was it camo. I feel like it, it was, wasn't camo. Oh, I it don't was, know. I feel like he should be wearing camo. He should. I'm sure he does on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. Yeah, I didn't really look into him, and I, I mean, at the time, I was like, "What is this? What is this man's life like? Like, what? What is his job?" Is he married? Does he have kids? Where does yeah. he live? These are all good questions. I personally, I think I'm gonna check out the rest of his videos on on his YouTube channel. He says he talks about Dogman and other experiences. He sounds like he also interviews a lot of witnesses to these things. So mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'll probably check it out. So maybe down the line you'll hear another episode about Britain Solomon. Yeah. So, but I guess do you have any more to add about what we see? Not really. Oh, well, then we see pictures of Dogman. Yeah. Uh, not not real pictures, but like... They're artists' yeah. renditions of Dogman, which to me looked like a werewolf werewolf character from a video game. Mm-hmm. Or um, it didn't look anything like, oh, this I've never seen something like this before. Yeah, I think, I think the main picture that we keep, that pops up quite a few times, is actually one of Vic's or like what he uses for his main okay. page. But it's got, you know, it's just like this hulking dog creature standing on two legs, yellow glowing eyes. It's pretty creepy looking. Sharp claws, yeah. Sharp claws, yeah. I mean, if I saw something like that in real life, I would be like, am I at a haunted house or am I about to die? Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Glowing eyes are always pretty creepy. Creepy. So, like we were saying earlier, Vic, you know, he started this Campfire Shadows in 2008. I, I'm almost positive that Shane dies. And Vic decides that people need to get their stories out about Dogman. So he starts his own podcast or radio station, whatever. Dogman Encounters Radio mm-hmm. is what he ends up calling it. And he interviews all kinds of people about their experiences. Yeah, and one of the things I found interesting was... Vic says he was frustrated with eyewitnesses not having a good place to go. He says that... The worst aspect of this whole Dogman Encounters thing to me is finding out about how common it is for eyewitnesses to not even be able to turn to their families for help. Yeah. Um, I guess because this is not a well-known phenomenon it's not research there's no concrete evidence and so people were having these experiences telling their family members their spouses and just kind of being laughed at or shunned um and so vic was like you know what you come here daddy vic will take care of you you just let it all out girl (laughs) so yeah that's the people he got to come on to his show and the rest is history history so Vic wanted to just create a safe space for people to come and share their stories, and that's what he's done. And It's very admirable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is, like, I think a lot of these people weren't fame seekers. Uh, they don't... And I listened to a couple of... Well, actually, just one of his episodes. I said a couple. <laughs> just one of his episodes, but... Um, I'm going to give Charles my favorite one. Yeah. It's a the, spooky one. You can go onto YouTube and search for Dogman Encounters, and you mm-hmm. can find the playlist of his episodes. And a lot of them are like an hour long or so. Yeah. And I just don't have that much time in my day 
I had already devoted it. You have other things to do besides listen to YouTube videos? Really? Cat outfits to pick out. Karen's Tinder profile to update. to pick out. <laughs> life, life gets in the way. Online shopping. Damn you. <sighs> Such is the life. Anyway. Can I just call him Brent? Because I don't like Brenton. I'm sorry, Brenton. I'm just going to call you Brent. It's just... It's just easier for me. All right, well. Well, (laughs) write us an email. Brent. Brent. So he says, like, the best way to get over a trauma is to talk about it. I have a lot of people send me stories, and they had nowhere to share it, because if they did, uh, most of the times people wouldn't believe them, or they would be labeled as crazy and and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Vic agrees. Um, This is also why Brent has his channel where people can share their stories about paranormal. So again, I'm going to check this out. I think he's got a lot of good stories there. And then we kind of get into the different types of Dogman. Yeah. This is like the meat of this whole interview. Like the point part I've been waiting for. You're going to learn so much right now. Yeah. (laughs) So would you... Please start us. Vic says that Native Americans believe in seven types, but he only knows about six types. So, right, we're missing a right. So something, and I didn't do any more research on that. I I, didn't either. uh, But he also goes on to say, so he knows of six types, but in within the six types, there's two categories of dogmen. You've got what I call canine type dogmen as one category which seems to be the biggest category, the most commonly seen type of dogman. And then you've also got what's called type 3 dogman. There's the canine type of dogman, and then there's the type 3 of dogman that look like Bigfoot with a muzzle. Mm -hmm. And so then he goes on to describe them. So under the canine types of dogman, what did you have? I guess there are three different types under this one. One type is a dogman-type creature with eyes on the side of its head. Like a horse is kind of the picture they show. It looks like a dog person, but with horse eyes. And then there's, like, werewolf-type creatures that look like the underworld werewolf. (laughs) From the movies. Which is kind of what the picture that they showed reminded me of. That thing's pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? yes, I said it was terrifying. Charles. But then when they told me that it was like Underworld, I was like, okay. Right. People are just getting this from the movie. Yeah. People yeah. are crazy. And then there's the. It looks like an actual timber wolf, but it's walking out of time legs. Yeah. And that one kind of. That description kind of reminded me of Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. when Mooney turns into the werewolf, because yeah. it was kind of like a wolf on hind legs, except it was really. Th- yeah i don't know i was like okay so like what movie what other wolf people you know references could i think of what i think of but then under the type three dog man there are three more there's a very sasquatch like one but it has no tail Mm -hmm. then there is the much more slight and tall but thin baboonish looking head and it's like a buff basketball player is how people have described it and then there's a very man-like in size 
Dogman, and it has a head very similar to the werewolf from An American Werewolf in London, which is a great movie. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's it's creepy. It's really creepy. I mean, it's funny, but the uh, the werewolf is actually kind of creepy looking, and the transformation scene is, I think, pretty well known. Uh, for the '80s special effects, gotta love those '80s horror movie special effects. Gotta. So yeah, so American Werewolf in London, beautiful, <laughs> very gorgeous. <laughs> episode okay, forty-five. Well, yeah, episode forty-five. So yeah, we kind of just move on, really. Journey on with Vic. So Brent brings up this episode forty-five that Vic has done about a. Uh, he has to say a Muslim because Lord knows we just got to bring that up. Uh, who is camping in New York? Well, I think it's important because he thinks of what it is. Well, that's true. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, he sees a dog man while he's angry. He was angry for one, and then when he was on his way back to the tent, he was praying, and he thought that it was a jinn. Angry because he saw the dog man? Yeah. Question mark. It. It's kind of. Uh... They, the way he s- describes it, it's in a um, misleading... I don't think he's yeah. trying to be misleading, but no. you interpret it the way he says yeah. it. He starts praying because he sees the dog man, I think, and he's going back to his tent. And, and Brent sees this as a possibility that these things are supernatural. Like, your anger would bring out some sort of evil, supernatural creature. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. is that what you get from that? Well, and the Muslim man thought it was a jinn, which is yes. an evil spirit That's right. in some kind of folklore. I don't want to say Islamic. I don't want to say it's some kind of folklore from yeah. the Middle East area. Um, I think it's like an evil genie or an evil spirit. And that's what he thought it was. So he's he's praying, as like you said, as he is going back to his camp. And yeah, so then Brent's like, you know, is this supernatural? So he asks Vic, he kind of... Makes, he's like, okay, Vic, I'm going to press it to you. <laughs> and, of course, Vic is, like, the perfect, the perfect Political diplomatic answer, response. Yeah. <laughs> they might be supernatural, but as soon as I start forming an opinion on the whole supernatural versus flesh and blood thing, something will come up to change my mind. I'm not really sure what to think about that. And he's like, you know... These dogmen have been seen doing things that are supernatural. They appear out of nowhere. And other things. Yeah. Like, he was just like, and some and other things. etc. <laughs> uh, but they've also been seen drinking out of streams and eating roadkill. Mm-hmm. Which, ew. But... And there seem to be, like, young or maybe not, I don't know if I've ever seen a baby, but, like, juvenile, like, mm-hmm. smaller ones that you'd think, okay, so this thing is growing. It's not just... Appearing as a full seven foot tall dog man. Yeah. So it like has a life cycle. Yeah. And then I have damn you YouTube commercials because it just busts in at the most inopportune times. I was surprised how many YouTube commercials were oh, appeared during this. I And they were like Trump commercials and I'm like, okay. Really? I thought mine were about Doritos. Well, we have different commercials. <laughs> different. <laughs> or maybe I saw Trump and his skin tone made me think of Doritos. <laughs> I don't know. I must have been maybe really hungry while I was watching this. Hungry, drunk. Both. <laughs> These celery sticks just aren't cutting it. 
<laughs> Stop starving yourself, Charles. Um. <laughs> anyway, Brent says he believes that the Bible leads us to believe that you can be both supernatural and flesh and blood, which I assume he's talking about Jesus. That's what I was thinking, too. He doesn't it, yeah. specifically say, explicitly say that, but... Yeah. But he does have a YouTube video about it, so go check that out. Or don't. Or don't. Or, I mean, do what you want, obviously. I don't. I don't know what Brent could tell me that I haven't, like, already learned in my life About experience. Jesus? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I should be more open. I am open-minded. I will possibly check it out. Are you, Charles? Because I feel like this whole dogman thing. <laughs> this dogman thing is a, it's a jagged little pill. We're going out into the woods next weekend. The woods. The woods around no Kansas City. <laughs> and then they bring up Linda Godfrey, who must have been interviewed with Vic at some point mm-hmm. on his show. Linda is a pretty well-known cryptid researcher, I guess. She's written like a thousand books. She does conferences and talks and, you know, podcasts and she's all over the place. But she... Apparently got a, she saw one and got a feeling of pure dread. And she said it was a different feeling than, than one you'd get from seeing a wild animal. Like, if you encountered a bear or a wolf in the wild, you're like, okay, that's a bear or a wolf. I know what to do. This creature gave her just a sense of def- fear. So have you felt pure dread at any animal you've seen, whether in real life or like in pictures? Yeah, I have. What is it? Well, I'll tell you what. I worked at a park one year. Well, I worked there many years, but one summer. <laughs> okay. I'm like picturing it. Okay, it's not a Picture squirrel. It. Okay. Sicily, 1922. <laughs> <laughs> it was a county park in Wisconsin in the middle of a city. And we hosted a circus every year. And our break room was situated very near where the circus was setting up. And the circus people told us specifically, do not walk this way because we have tigers here. I'm like, you put the tigers between my break room and the bathroom. Like, I'm not going to walk around this giant building, which is basically a nice rink without the ice during the summertime. Sure, okay. To go to the bathroom, right? Yeah. Like. That's very rude. I'm just going to. Go in the corner. Walk past and go to the bathroom. (laughs) This freaking tiger jumps up right as I'm walking past and, like, puts his claws up and just, and I'm like, and then I just pissed my pants right there and I ran back into the break room. It scared the shit out of me. Wait, so did you get to go home because you urinated yourself? No. I had to finish my shift. I didn't actually pee myself. Okay. Wow, I was going to feel really bad for you if you did, and also laugh. But that was a scary experience, and it was a wild animal. No, that, now, naturally, that's terrifying. Most people don't run into tigers in the wild, but... No. What were we talking about? I don't even... No, I was I was asking you if you have... Because... That was I, the scariest thing I've ever experienced. This Linda says that she had a sense of dread from the right. dog man, and she didn't feel like that when she saw another wild animal, like a wolf or a bear. I think she says a bear or something, yeah. But... I am terrified of great white sharks. Yeah. And I have a sense of dread. I've never encountered one in real life, probably 
for the good. best. Yeah, good. But I cannot watch Shark Week. I don't like scrolling through any social media and seeing a picture of a great white shark. I scream, sometimes throw my phone, <laughs> sometimes cry. I do that with spiders. Sometimes fart. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, my body has an adverse reaction to great white sharks. I can't, I don't know what it is. And I mean, it's not just great white sharks, it's any shark. It's just, I have a feeling oh. of pure dread. I didn't know it was that bad. I'm sorry it's... for sending you those pictures, though. <laughs> You're not the only one who has done it. Did you poop your pants? No. I'm sorry. Maybe. I don't know. You'll have to ask me. He had to clean me. Um, but, no, I have this this horrible, yeah, terrified feeling. Yeah, experiences things differently. They have different phobias and fears. And see, I can watch snakes all day long. Mm-hmm. Spiders, I don't like them in person, but if it's on a film, they don't bother me. But sharks, pictures, videos, I don't want to see anything of it. It just fills me with this terrified, like when I'm in the shower and I close my eyes and I imagine like a shark jumping out of the water, I like have to like start singing to get it out of my head or ask Nate to come sit in the bathroom. Can you sit in the tub with me, Nate? (laughs) Well, I'm taking a shower, but he's like can sit on the toilet and like... Yeah. Just read, talk to you. Yeah. Read, read from some Harry Potter. Read some Harry Potter. Little Mermaid. Read some Buffy fan fiction. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I get it. Anyway, so if you've had a sense of dread from something. Tell us. Yeah, tell us what it was because I we don't know. Talk about it. Yeah, I don't think that dread should just be for one animal. And then I also thought of again Harry Potter, the third one, when she's like, It's the Doc Mock and you know, and but it's his godfather as oops spoilers oh, for harry potter book three <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it read it by now yeah just give up yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i guess moving on, moving on something about dogman being shot but they never found blood and so vic or brent's trying to assert that dogman is a creature of flesh and bone but not blood which i had never heard of before a creature of flesh and bone yeah, it was very confusing to me. Like, he's talk- he talks about, like, people shoot at it, but it doesn't die, and there's no blood, but he still believes that it's a real creature, but it can't be killed. Right. And they're like, don't, he's like, don't shoot them, because you can't them. kill them. And If you pull that trigger on the dog, man, I can't see how. You haven't guaranteed an attack, unfortunately. Yeah, he kind of gets a kick out of this. He's just like, I can't believe anybody would even try to shoot at it. There, That's ridiculous, because you can't kill it. Well, okay, thanks, Brent. Like, I mean, I'm not a hunter, but if I was in the woods and I had a gun and I saw something that filled me with a sense of dread, and I could not identify it as a bear or a wolf, mm-hmm. I mean, I would shoot I mean... at it. I would hope to at least scare it off. Well, exactly. You know, shoot up my flare, you know blow this... my rape whistle, <laughs> shooting, yeah. Spray that pepper spray. Yeah. I mean, I got it all. Uh, this always reminds me of that scene in Jurassic Park with the <laughs> raptors. Like, oh, when yeah. he's setting up his gun because he's got his eye on one, but then another one comes in. Yeah. Clever girl. Clever. One of the best You're movies dead. of my life. Oh, I love that movie. It's on Netflix now. Uh, I yeah. have to watch it. Yeah. You're going to get drunk and watch it. It's going to be a great night. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, then Vic tells us about, like, 
Well, I thought he was going to tell us what to do if you encountered one in the woods. Yeah, because we, he's asked, best, what's the best chance for right. survival? And he's like, well, you know, normal wild animals, there's a protocol. But with these, there We don't isn't. know. Just yeah. guess. <laughs> just... just guess. Okay. Thanks okay. for that. Yeah. Treat... And you're supposed to be the expert, Vic. Yeah. What the hell? Treat dog man the same way you would treat a bear. I don't even know how to treat a bear. I think Should you're I supposed know? to bang pots together loudly to scare them away. Do you play dead? Avoid eye contact. Avoid eye contact? I treat it like a silverback gorilla. Because <laughs> I know you avoid eye contact. I saw that on a um, Facebook video. present your rear? Do you roll on your belly? I don't think you present your rear <laughs> okay. unless you want to maybe... That's a different thing. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you see Dogman I... and you present your rear, please tell us what I has happened. I think I got that from Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't do that. What would Ace Ventura do in this situation? <laughs> no. Carry an air horn. Yeah, an air horn, uh, because, you know, everybody does that. Well, and I was like, wouldn't that piss it off? Like, Piss me off. uh, I hate loud noises. I do, too. Which, I love scary movies, but I hate loud noises. Which is what a lot of times they use in scary movies is loud noises. So, I'm watching a scary movie with my ears plugged, and everyone's Mm. like, why are you scared? I'm like, because I don't like the loud noise. I just don't like the loud noise. Yeah. Oh, this is, I think this is where Brent starts just chuckling to himself with the thought of that people can actually kill them and yeah. escape them. Really, we're screwed. If you run into a dog man, I feel like you're screwed. Although there are tons of stories that prove otherwise, actually. But You're not screwed. You might get screwed. Mm. Words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Brent brings up ancient Egypt. <laughs> And the dog-headed hieroglyphics. I Yeah, I think at this point I had, like, gotten up to blow my nose or something, and I came back, and I'm like, now we're on to ancient Egypt? <laughs> How did we get to this point? How did we logically because arrive at hieroglyphics? Hieroglyphs. There's a lot of dog-headed beings in Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yep, the deity representing Anubis, the guard of the underworld. Heard about Anubis from Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. The Last Revelation. Of course. And um, I don't read about actual stuff. All my knowledge comes from pop culture. <laughs> you know what? It works out. Yeah. So, yeah. If you know your Egyptology, would love... I mean, I love The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz. You know what? It was cheesy, but so good. Such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I have watch watched that, that forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jurassic Park. The mu- is The Mummy on Netflix? Probably not. I don't think so. Damn it. I don't know, but I can, I'll find it somewhere. Um, but yeah, Vic agrees. These things have been around forever, but apparently the, f- like, 1887 in Michigan was one of the first, the first American, encounter. Yeah. Or, yeah. Reported sighting or whatever. Right, yeah. So then, I don't know what you have, but I have that we get back to David Politis. Yes! Which missing 411. Missing 411. This is what I was talking about. After I started hearing about the Dogman, I thought that maybe Dogman might be the, uh, and Bigfoot, you know, being out in the wilderness, that they would possibly be the culprit in some of the disappearances. Brent talks about how he's heard David Politis talk about, you know, or suggest that Bigfoot or Alien or Dogman is responsible for some of these missing person cases in national parks yeah and he you know dogman could be this perpetrator and he goes on to describe that dogman is an obligate carnivore Mm -hmm. whereas bigfoot is 
an omnivore. Yeah, um, yes. And so, I guess people, you know, have gone missing. And in Missing 411, the documentary that we watched, they just discuss kids that have gone missing. But apparently, mm-hmm. there's... There's lots of people. Lots of people gone. gone missing. And so, maybe Dogman is snatching them up and eating them. Maybe. Like, they're, you know, walking Lunchables. He's... <laughs> they're super happy. This Dogman family... I mean, because... One know, man could feed a Dogman family for... A week, probably. You think so? No. I don't know. a day. Because I feel like they probably live in a pack like wolves, and I don't know. Well, I was thinking mom and pop and kids. I wasn't thinking the whole entire pack. <laughs> it's like the Berenstein Bears, except <laughs> Dogman. And they're going to eat you. If you go to a national park, you will be, you will be eaten, eaten, snatched up by the Dogman. Especially Yellowstone. Most missing people from I survived. National... I was out hiking, well, and I was clapping for the bears. Because you them took away. precautions, obviously. I was dressed like Lara Croft. Damn. Had my shorts rolled you up and my hiking boots on. Outfit. <laughs> I was a freshman With your in high school. Grappler gun? No, I didn't oh. have any of that. I just had my um, disposable camera and my belt with my um, water canteen hooked onto it. That's nice. But then we go. he goes on to mention that uh, one of the found children was mentioned something about a dog. So Mm -hmm. one of the kids that was found, I guess, in a national park said something about a dog. Do you have any more to elaborate on that? This little girl is found on the edge of a cliff. Something jumps off the cliff and she says, and then she claims that a dog ate her hat while she was missing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel for the age of the child, if she knew it was a dog that ate her hat... I feel like you'd be able to clearly tell the difference between a dog and what Dogman is described as looking. Yeah, and that, I mean, she could easily confuse a coyote or a wolf. Right. For, for a, a dog. dog. Yeah. So, you know, they might not necessarily kill her. They might just drag off some of her clothing or whatever. Or just a wild dog that's not or, even a coyote. Yeah, exactly. Feral dogs when everywhere. We, when we first moved to Wichita, there was a park by our house and there was a pack of wild dogs that Damn. were attacking things in this park and so my parents were like do not ride your bicycle i sure it wasn't dingoes <laughs> dingoes ate my baby <laughs> is that where you're going with that <laughs> yeah no i um i went and investigated and i did not find any dogs i disobeyed my parents orders oh, and look at you well i had my magnifying glass and my can-do attitude nothing was going to stop me <laughs> But yeah, it was, they were just feral dogs or, you know, I mean, that makes sense. Spay and neuter people. It's easy. Well, you know, my question is like, so they probably took her in for medical care after she was found. Did they give her a rabies vaccination? It's a good question. You know, test, well, I don't, I know how they test animals for rabies. I don't know how they test. You don't want to do that with a small child. Yeah. No. At some point, Brent says he's, like, afraid to go back into the woods, and then Vic just laughs at him kind of creepily. (laughs) That's for sure. I mean, (laughs) do I want to go into the woods by myself? No. No. I never do. There's ticks. Ticks. Um, Oh, God, that's the worst. Lyme's disease is on the rise, you guys. Yeah. Get those ticks off you. 12 hours. You got 12 hours. Sneaky snakes. Sharks. Never know. Sharknado. Thank you, Celesta. Knew that was coming. (laughs) 
I'd be vulnerable for one time, and now it gets thrown <laughs> up in my face. Um, but yeah, I uh, like. Why do people? I guess they go into the woods to hunt. No, do they? Yeah, people do hunt. Yeah, in the woods. In the woods. Okay. <laughs> like, what are they hunting in the woods, though? Deer, rabbits, oh. squirrels. I feel like I could hunt those on my street. Deer? Mm-hmm. Maybe once a year, one wanders in here. Yeah. But I don't think you're allowed to shoot in the city. But city if limits. I have my crossbow, what's that? Mm, I don't know laws about crossbow hunting in the city. Boom. Not that I'm going to shoot a deer or another animal. Yeah. But... Um, but people are often in the woods. <laughs> bear. People hunt bear. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All I can think of is Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Can't shoot that bear. Damn. <laughs> so then I guess we have uh, Brent asking Vic about his future, his plans, if he has any books published. Vic doesn't have any books. He says that he's a very busy dude with the Dogman Encounters, which I got onto their YouTube. He has like a hundred plus videos yeah, or podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he doesn't really need to put any books out. And... Right? He was kind of getting defensive, and I was like, well, okay, sassy. Those were my notes. I really don't need to put any books out there to satisfy any need, I guess you could say, for a lack of a better term. I'm just happy helping these people, doing the show, giving them a venue to get their word out. That's more than good enough for me. Settle down. It is surprising, though, because this seems to be like a... And he even says, like, it's a growing phenomenon or like popularity thing so i'm a little surprised he doesn't kind of just jump on that and ride that train yeah exactly make some money man but Mm. maybe maybe he is he believes so strongly in what he's doing he just wants to get people's stories out there and give people a safe place which fight the good fight more power to you vic yeah and so you you said you have listened to some of his podcasts so okay Maybe I will listen to them on our flight to Utah to visit my sister. I'm going to give you my favorites. Okay. There are two I'm thinking of right now that I really enjoyed. So next week I'm flying, We Nate and I are flying out to visit my sister in Utah, and we are going to be doing some hiking. So of course, Ooh. naturally, I'm going to be looking for Dogman. I'm probably going to... You tell me you go out into those woods and don't feel a tinge of fear about dogs. I don't really you say you know don't how many believe? woods there are in Utah. It's like my sister's in like the deserty area. Charles, <laughs> just roll with me here. All right, I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm rolling. But I'm just saying, I got my holy water, my crucifix. Don't think I can take my crossbow on the plane. <laughs> but... <laughs> Probably not. You could check it. Yeah. I will be prepared. Okay. Like Scar sings in Lion King, be prepared. I'm going to be prepared for anything to come at me. Because we are also probably going to camp. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. So. I hope you don't die. Well, I don't know. Camping always kind of creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't hate it, but it's just at the same time, it's you're like a very vulnerable. You're in a very vulnerable position. Like, you don't have locked walls. doors. Yeah. You don't have, yeah, no walls. You're, it's just. One time a raccoon broke into my tent, let me tell you. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. I woke up. It was digging through my backpack and all my friends were awake and laughing. 
And this thing's like sitting on my legs, eating my licorice out of my backpack. Oh, shit. (laughs) You know, I guess the scariest thing I remember from when I was camping, um, one, leeches from when we went wading in the creek. I didn't even know leeches existed in Kansas. I thought it was like in Jumanji. No, leeches are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. So I had some mud on my feet and I was like wiping the mud off. We were driving back to my grandparents' house and I had this clump of mud stuck on my toes and I was like, what the hell? I scraped it off and it was wiggling and I was like, "Ah!" I screamed and I was like, pull over. And my dad did. But then one night we had cleaned fish after fishing and I don't know what, I feel like we had put the guts like downstream or in something. But I woke up hearing animals fighting over what I think was probably the guts or something. And the way they sounded when there's no buzzing street lights, no mm-hmm. nothing. And the dead silence was just mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying. That and I was is. laying there like, this is I how I go. That, I'm going to be eaten by something. I remember that feeling too, where camping and it's so quiet. Too quiet. And it's not like here in Missouri, in Kansas, you get the cicadas, but like up in Wisconsin, and the, I guess not every night and every year, but there's always something going on, I feel like, at night. But up in Wisconsin, where there's just maybe some crickets, yeah, but it's not the constant buzzing. But you just start hearing footsteps, mm. and it's Ooh. probably deer, because Ooh, they're yeah. everywhere, but you don't know. Yeah. Freaks me out. Yeah, that is something I take for granted, are the cicada. Yeah, it's they cover that a lot constant of, buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> a uh, lot of background noise, like having a fan on when you sleep. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, so... Oh, publishing. He was like, listen to the stories to mm-hmm. get to believe. Yes. To get people to believe in Dogman. Listen to the stories. I... You guys, I don't care if you believe or not. Those stories are damn entertaining. And there's some good ones. And there's some not good ones. But... And and then you have to wonder, okay, so he's got like, you said, 100 plus episodes. I believe, yeah. <laughs> Are all those people calling in and making this up? Yeah. Just so you guys Hundreds know. Hundreds of people? This is not a paid advertisement for Dogman Encounters. No. But it was the, the best source that we could find, I guess, on this subject. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, you have to think just for this one topic... That's very specific, mm-hmm. I would say. There's a lot of people. Like, yeah. you know, with UFO and alien encounters, there's so many different things that happen. But with Dogman, it's kind of a one... I mean, there's different types, I guess, but it's all... And I, I feel like it's relatively... I guess the last case was 1887, but I don't remember ever hearing about it until you told me about it. Yeah, it's not, a su- it's not like the Squatch or seeing UFOs in the sky, but... Yeah. Or Loch Ness. I don't know. And you, and you can search, you know, or Loch Ness. You can search YouTube and people have like, oh, I caught it on camera. And like, I've never seen any good video evidence or... Well, and they talk about that. Photographic evidence. Yeah, yeah they do talk about that. Because they're, they're, like, the Dogman, it's smart. It knows its territory. That's why it's so hard to film. Because Brent is like, do you think it sees the infrared? And yeah. Vic is like, well, maybe, but I feel like... You know, you know your living room so well, and if you saw something that wasn't supposed to be there, you would know to avoid it. But honestly, a lot of times, in my living room, (laughs) stuff gets rearranged, and I've probably done it, or Nate's done it, and 
I don't necessarily notice. I don't know. Yeah. I maybe I have too much clutter. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's different from like, oh, this book was here, now it's there. But like, if there's suddenly a alien object, alien object, not alien as in UFO, but a like new something chair. new to the environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A new side table. You'd be like, oh wait, damn. Was yeah. that, when did that get here? <laughs> Love that purchase. <laughs> Thank you, Pier One. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> so, yeah, it, Dogman apparently are more smart than we maybe think and yeah. don't want to be photographed at, like the Amish. They uh, like their privacy. They don't want their souls sucked out through they the camera. They don't want their souls sucked out. So then we get into Bigfoot versus Dogman. Oh, yes. Brent asks Vic. Who would win? What, who do you think would win, a Bigfoot or a Dogman? <laughs> Vic says, you know, it really depends on the size. We get another diplomatic, yeah. non-committal answer from If you have an adult Squatch versus a juvenile Dogman. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Two adults, Dogman, Squatch. Dogman's gonna win. Yeah. And I mean, he also kind of expounds on that. He says there's no intermingling. There would be like a river, you know, probably that keeps them separated. Yeah, they might live close to each other, but they probably don't live in harmony with well, each other. Well, my thought was like, well, shit, nowhere safe then. Like, if I'm on this side of the river, Bigfoot is gonna snatch me up. If I'm down here, Dogman's gonna rip my face off. This is where I also thought, and you're thinking I'm crazy, but I'm just gonna say it because <laughs> I've had a lot of wine. Please do. Um, what if they are supernatural beings, and going with Brent here, mm -hmm. with the Christian perspective. Okay, I'm following. What if Squatch is like Jesus's supernatural being, and Dogman is like the devil's supernatural being? And like there's some spiritual warfare going on between the two. That is a... Very interesting interpretation. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess, but I mean, I don't know what for Jesus and the devil, or angels and demons, like yeah. or like or did you mean specifically like Sasquatch represents Jesus? And I don't think he represents Jesus. And but, I don't, I don't know about any. This is all hypothetical, people. Yeah. But like, what if the Okay, well, you're making me talk about this, and I just feel crazier and crazier as I talk about no, it. No, no, I'm like, just trying, for I'm what, following for what your is, train of thought. <laughs> for what is a good being, there's, I feel like there's always, like, the... So, like, spirits of the forest, if they were yeah. protectors of the forest, Sasquatch represents the good, whether it's Jesus, angels... Yeah, it doesn't even have to be... The earth is a good creature, yeah. Yeah. and then there's the evil spirit, which would be Dogman, Dog which is malevolent, chaotic... Right. The devil, um, any kind of jinn, yeah. like, you know, yeah. we talked about earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good analogy. Maybe. Um, yeah. And I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that in depth, but I think that's a really awesome way to think of it. Just, you know, if you're, if you're, I mean, if you're in the woods and people, I feel like people who probably go into the woods all the time have some kind of ritual that they do to be like okay this is gonna be a good day in the woods i'm going to hunt and get what i need and provide for my family or you know i'm gonna come back i don't know like i feel yeah. like if you are venturing into any kind of wilderness whether it's the woods arctic tundra the desert you probably have some kind of 
preconceived notion of like the forces that you're going to be encountering and maybe Dogman and Sasquatch are symbolic of the forces that are kind of guiding people. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Wow, that got deep. Damn, girl. Hey, that's what we're here for. (laughs) We just took this (laughs) short documentary and or short interview and we got deep. But that is the ultimate question. Like, if you believe that this is what these people are saying, what the hell are they? Well, and then, you know, that is a great segue into what they talk about next. That Bigfoot, they think, throws rocks at people. Right, yes. And then the dog man appears. And so they're like, was the Bigfoot throwing the rocks to drive the humans away from this Mm -hmm. evil creature? Warn them? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We don't but know. then it also seems like I know we kind of touched on it with the four hundred one thing about like people going missing and possibly Dogman, but like there's so many encounters with this Dogman that Vic covers where people aren't being killed or mauled. I mean, it almost seems like he's there to scare you, but not he maybe can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Much like the Sasquatch, yeah, like he's there. You see him, maybe he can throw some rocks at you, but. There are very few stories about actually being real. I mean, maybe it's just because people don't survive, but like being abducted or being like, oh, this Sasquatch or Dogman bit my finger off or whatever. You know, you don't get those stories. You get to see them, but they're not touching you. So maybe there are rules about this or maybe. I don't know. I'm going to have to be doing some investigating in Utah. I'm looking at you like I want answers, but. (laughs) Well, I feel like you're expecting me to put my life in peril. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when we go camping. So. Please do. If um. I don't come back, you'll know what has happened to me. I will try to record everything and yeah. hopefully become a reality TV star like I've always dreamed of. Yeah. Is and I'll just be watching from heaven. Sounds good. Yeah. You're so dedicated. Just remember to play Britney, have her perform at my service, and I want my ashes scattered over Disney World. It's good to know. Yeah. That's against the law, but we'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Brittany can make anything happen. Yeah, Disney frowns upon that, but... Is there a specific ride, or just... No, just when, like, there's children enjoying their day, Just and... throw it on them? Yeah. Okay. I can definitely do that. I want their day to be ruined. Get out of this line! <laughs> <laughs> this is what Charles wanted. <laughs> or, like, the the fireworks that go at night over the, oh. the castle. Just put me in the firework powder, or whatever okay. that is, yeah. I mean, dream come true. I'll do it. Thank you. Yeah, so then Brent just asked Vic's, Vic's, Vic's vapor rub, um, what his plans are for the future. And Vic is just like, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing, talking to these eyewitnesses, helping them as much as I can get over the, the trauma that they've been through talking to new people all the time about their encounters that they've had in my opinion if it's not broke don't fix it and i don't intend to fix it so yep even though you could write a book and make some money but whatever unless you're just an ai and you don't actually exist and when you said ai all i could think of was the phone calls that stan received i know it's a little like that that you gotta admit it's a little I don't know. Vic's, Vic's voice just did something I mean, for me. All right. I'm going to have to Google Vic? him. Maybe he's on LinkedIn. Maybe. I have Googled him. I think there's a whole, like, 
You have to get to Reddit the dark web. About, oh. I'm going to access Edward Snowden's files and see if I can find Vic. Vic. Just give us a picture, Vic. What are you hiding? Are you a dog man? Are you a spiritual being? Are you an alien? Are you a computer? Are you a computer? A sentient computer. <laughs> are you the Matrix? Are you from the future? Hmm. Damn. Maybe. That's pretty cool. He's having a blast helping these people with these encounters feel better. See, I don't think a computer would help people feel better. Well, if it was programmed to, it would. Damn, Celesta, shit on my parade. <laughs> Um, so, I oh, guess... Oh, and then I have Brent ask, ask Vic to give a shout-out to Marcy, so I want to give a shout-out to Marcy. Hey, Marcy. Hey, Marcy. We Thanks don't know much listening. about you, but you sound like an awesome, awesome girl. I feel like you're going to check out this podcast and you're going to love it. Yeah. And hey to our other listeners. Hey. Rachel. Kelly. Emma. Maggie. Steve. Why, why are you only picking women? Because those are the only people who have listened to it oh, that I love from my friends' <laughs> group. these are actually people you yes. know. Okay. Nate. Hi. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. He's probably not listening. <laughs> See you in beautiful Mount Rose, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could go for a bar right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is a edible bar. Coffee and bars. Coffee and bars. Oh, and then they kind of say, like, like we already kind of talked about, like Vic says, dogman sightings seem to be wrapping up, ramping up. So. Ramping up, yeah. I don't know what that means for us. Maybe we will get a dogman documentary that we can cover yes. in the future. Well, and they kind of mentioned that. He says that parts of this interview and oh, video. There was, yes, we're going to be used in a future yeah, documentary. So Brent, it sounds like Brent is making some sort of dogman documentary or some sort of paranormal documentary. But this came out three years ago. That's true. Maybe I should I should email him. I'm gonna email him. Can, oh, you can. Can you? I'm sure you can. Yeah. There's got to be info out there somewhere. Okay. I'm well, gonna contact Brent. Ask him about this documentary. We're I'm gonna, gonna email be in Vic. It. Maybe. Oh, you should. I'll say, dear Vic, aka Supercomputer. <laughs> my name is Charles, and I'm just wondering, where is your documentary? Do it. Hashtag blessed. That concludes part one of our two-part series on Dogman. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button so it automatically pops up, should be out in the next day or two. Thanks for listening. I trust you. (laughs) First mistake.